Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. It's Friday, February 16th, 2024. Episode 255 is here. Thank you, Haley, for that awesome introduction. I hope everybody had a happy Valentine's Day. I know I did up in Wisconsin. And guess what? We're only 20 days away from the season opener at Daytona International Speedway for American Flat Track. And I cannot wait. Is it here yet? Is it here yet? Almost. With just 20 days to the season opener, I did some history on the national number 20, and it's a good one. I like this one a lot. Jared Vandekoy has had national number 20 since 2016 till current. Before him, it was Matt Weidman, the youngster from New York. He had it from 2009 to 2015, and he kind of just disappeared after that. Showtime, one of my favorite riders to actually announce for and watch race and just hang around in the pits, Johnny Murphy. Had number 20 from 1998 to 2007. Before him, it was Eric Bostrom. Only had it two years, 96 and 97. Right before Eric was Mike Dillon. Had it from 1993 to 1994. And the seven-time champ, Chris Carr, had it from 1986 to 1992. I remember as a, as a young kid going to Sturgis, and when that box fan pulled in with the big number 20 Camel Pro number plate sticker, on the front of that box van, we knew Chris Carr was there, and and it was going to be a show. I, I remember, I, I loved watching him at the uh, Sturgis Short Track when I was a kid, and you knew when that number twenty pulled in, he meant business. Before Chris, Brad Hurst had it nineteen eighty three through nineteen eighty five. Some other big names that had it, Eddie Mulder had it in 1971, Gene Romero actually had it in 1967 to 1969, before Gene it was Jimmy O'Dell, 58 to 66, before Jimmy O'Dell, J.B. Jones, I don't really know that name because it was way back in 1947 to 1957, and there's only one year that National Number 20 was not used, and that was the first year, 1941 was the only year that National Number 20 hasn't been used, and I think that's pretty cool. Must be a pretty popular number. And one more note on the history of the number 20. Only 15 people have held National Number 20 since 1941. I think that's pretty cool. In the news, yesterday, AFT announced it has signed a five-year deal with Flow Racing. I think that's huge. I think it's good for the sport. I think we'll get some cross-pollination. I know a lot of people watch Flow Racing almost every single day. There's all kinds of racing on there. And if we can attract any of those viewers to come on over and watch American Flat Track, come on to an American Flat Track race, I think that would be huge. The link to get there is flowsports.link, L-I-N-K slash A-F-T, or you can download the Flow Racing app. I know there's a lot of people who do it uh, several different ways. I know Graham watches all the races on Flow Racing. She dials it up on her, opens it up on her iPad, and then she plugs her iPad into her big screen TV so she can watch it from the comfort of her recliner right next to Pa. So I know that's one way to do it. I know a lot of people watch it on their phone, on their tablets, and you can also watch it on your computer. So several different options for Flow Racing. And as soon as that announcement came out on Thursday, my phone went crazy and says, well, what's going to happen to Fans Choice? Should I discontinue my Fans Choice? subscription. Well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but on fanschoice.tv, they will continue to have progressive American flat track home for video on demand and archived content while expanding to include road to AFT amateur races and select American hill climb rounds in 2024. So maybe don't 
you know, quit your subscription to fanschoice.tv or if you've already paid for it, hang on to it and see what else shows up. But uh, I think that's a huge announcement for American Flat Track and for myself too. You know, I'll be on Flow Sports, you know, Flow, Flow Racing, and I'm excited for it. So that's just one more reason to look forward to the season opener down there in Daytona. Last weekend, round number three of the World Championship Ice Racing Series was that was scheduled for Erie, Pennsylvania, got moved to last weekend because there was a storm a few weeks ago. So we were supposed to have three races in a row. We end up having two. We pushed back round number three until this last weekend. And I'm not sure if ice had ever been there before. Definitely not in the most recent years. Not not for sure since Ken and Christie have owned the series. But it was a cool event. As soon as I walked into the building, I knew I'd been there before, and it had to have been with Monster Jam. I started working for them back in 2003, probably worked for Monster Jam until about 2006 or 2007. So one of those years or a few of those years, I was there doing monster trucks inside this arena we were at. Um, On Friday, we actually did some, you know, we went out sightseeing a little bit, went and checked out the uh, Lake Erie uh, checked out the harbor, checked out the bay, checked out the beaches and all that fun stuff. And then we went to a couple of ATV shops. Uh, they were kind enough to share uh, our posts with World Championship Ice Racing to help get people in the stands. So we went out there and, and met those folks in person. It was a lot of fun. And then we stopped by the Erie News Now Channel 4 right there in Erie. I was told earlier today we were just going to go in there and shoot some YouTube video or something like that. We get to this news channel, and uh, sure enough, we're doing live on the news, and they take me back. They take Ken Reamer back, and Christy, of course, goes back because she's the boss. And they said, okay, one person gets to talk, and and uh, they kind of both pointed at me. So I put on Ken's hat because I wanted to have an ice hat on. I already had my ice sweatshirt on, so I sat down, and, and two ladies came in there, and they are professionals. They just killed it. They had no notes. Of course, they had a teleprompter with my name on it. Uh, they had some information about the ice races, but they just asked me questions. They would throw me like softball pitches and I would do my best to hit them out of the park. So I thought it went all right. I had a good time doing that. And that was, uh, on Erie news now channel four in Erie, Pennsylvania had a lot of fun. Hopefully people saw it and hopefully people came out just from seeing us on the news to come out and check it out. So, uh, Erie was awesome on race day, which was Saturday. We had pro motorcycles, pro quads. 90cc stock quads, 90cc modified quads, and 50cc stock quads. We had a limbo contest, and we started off the show with the Hollywood stuntman, Ken Reamer, lighting himself on fire. So we thought since we're going there for the very first time, we might as well start the show off with a bang, and that is exactly what we did. We lit Ken on fire. I didn't. I just talked about it, but Ken lit himself on fire in the center of the ice, and it was a lot of fun. It was a good way to kick off the show. Got into opening ceremonies. The pros uh, on the bikes and the quads get to do two rounds of heat races. Uh, the first round in the motorcycles, Wyatt Vaughn won heat one. Cam Smith won a heat race, and Logan McGrain won a heat race. So three fast guys winning three different heat races. In the quads, Danny Hawk took one of the wins in, the, in round one heat race. Dylan Dvorak from New York was second. Tyler Allen, the three-time champ, was third. And Blade Stangiga. Uh, was the fourth heat race winner, so Blaine's the defending champion. Round number two of the heat races, Jeremy Orr took the win in one of them. Wyatt Vaughn was second, and Cam Smith was third. So uh, Orr got up there and won a heat race, but Vaughn won two heat races. Cameron Smith won two heat races, and this is only Cameron's second race with us in World Championship Ice Racing. Uh, So it looks pretty good so far for Cam Smith on the Ryan Varnes number 68 bike. 
He's actually round number 34, but it's the RV68 motorcycle. Uh, round two of the quads, Trent Powell from uh, Kentucky took one win in round two. Blaine Stenginga won a heat race. Tyler Allen was a, a heat race winner. Nick Maselli won the fourth heat race. But just because you do good in one heat race doesn't mean you're automatically going to transfer to the main. So only four riders out of the quads and out of the bikes go directly to the main event. The rest come back in a last chance qualifier. In the quad last chance qualifier, Maselli took one win. Dylan Meyer from South Dakota was a, a second in the last chance qualifier. Danny Hawk was third. And Shane Smith, those four did transfer into the quad main event. Last chance qualifier of the bikes, Levi Montgomery from Michigan took a win. Darren Phillips from Pennsylvania was second. Kenny Dolan from New York was third. Merton LeBounty was fourth. And Derek Hirsch was fifth. And they went ahead and let all nine bikes into the main event. So there'll be nine finishers in that bike main. But in the quad main event, it was a good race. And Tyler Allen just showed you why he was a three-time champ. He had quad issues at Sioux City, Iowa. They took a motor out or switched quads in the week in between, you know, round two and round number three since we had a week or two off. So Tyler Allen, whatever he did, definitely worked. He took the win. Dylan Dvorak was pumped up to get second. This kid's awesome. He goes to school full-time in Florida, lives in New York, and he's working a company that he's got his own company started, 500 Performance, and he's got some intake for these quads, and he's working on that with his dad. So Dylan was pumped up to get second. Blaine Stangaga was third. He's from South Dakota. Powell, Trent Powell was fourth, and Dylan Meyer was fifth. So it was a good race, but as soon as you know the, the, the four quad of Tyler Ann got out front, there wasn't anybody catching him, and he even got a little bit of lap traffic. It didn't matter. Uh, Tyler Allen showed why he's the three-time champ. In the motorcycles, Jeremy Orr grabbing the whole shot. He was gone. He was all by himself and fell off in turn number four all by himself. I was looking straight down to write down the finishing order, and I looked up, and Orr was on the ground. That handed the win to Cameron Smith, who led early until Orr got past him, but Cameron Smith was right there. All you know, kind of by himself in second. Logan McGrain was right there uh, to move up to second. So Cameron Smith gets his first ice racing win of his career. Logan McGrain was second. Levi Montgomery, the 65, gets his first podium in World Championship ice racing. He's a young kid from Michigan. Uh, Derek Hirsch coming through the last chance qualifier will end up in the four spot, and Kenny Dolan, the machine, will end up in fifth in the motorcycles at the World Championship ice racing. This weekend, round number four of the World Championship Ice Racing is happening Saturday in Bloomington, Illinois. Next Friday, Flat Out Friday is happening in Milwaukee. That is a concrete event. If you've never been there, you got to check that out. They put concrete or Coke syrup on the concrete to make it where it's nice and sticky, but it's an event. They got a lot of stuff happening. They got a lot of different classes. They get the crowd involved. The boonie bike class is awesome, but uh, you know that stuff starts earlier in the week. They do boonie races like Wednesday, Thursday, and then the big race, of course, is Flat Out Friday in Milwaukee. And then, of course, next Saturday, the RPM race series is moving to the Battle at Boot Hill Speedway just outside Shreveport. I'll be there. I unfortunately cannot do Flat Out Friday and then try to make it down to the Louisiana race. So I'm going to miss Flat Out Friday this year, and I'm not too happy about that. 
Uh, but we're getting so much closer to Daytona Bike Week. It'll kick off down in uh, Satsuma, Florida for an AMA and Vintage National. That's March 2nd and 3rd. That's for Steve Nace Racing. And then on March 5th, we'll go to Daytona International Speedway for a short track there. That's also an AMA and Vintage National. Again, another Steve Nace Racing event. SteveNaceRacing.com for more information. To get signed up and pre-enter, you save some money if you do pre-enter. And then, of course, March 7th and 8th, the kickoff to AFT, my 16th season as the announcer for American Flat Track. You know, if you're going down there as a spectator, if you use the code SCOTTIE, S-C-O-T-T-I-E, you'll save $5 per ticket. And that's not only for the Daytona Short Track, but for all AFT events races here this season. So thanks to American Flat Track for letting me get involved in that a little bit more. And that brings me to the stat of the week. So you guys know I'm a stat guy. You know I'm a numbers guy. So as we start building up to Daytona, I went ahead and looked at the winners of the Daytona Short Track winners. And I went back to 1989. That's all that I had listed in the media guide. I know they raced at a different racetrack before that. But from 1989 until now, there's been 43 races at Daytona Short Tracks. 1989 was Steve Asseltine, 1990 Dan Ingram, 1991 Ronnie Jones, 92 Chris Carr, 93 Dan Ingram, 94 Chris Carr, 95 Brett Landis, 96 Will Davis, 97 Terry Poovey, 98 Scott Parker, and thinking back, I didn't think that Scott Parker ever won in Daytona. Well, I was corrected last year when I was talking about it on the broadcast. Scotty Parker won in 98. 99 Will Davis won another one in 2000. Texas Terry Poovey was the winner in 2001, Will Davis. 2002, Ricky Winsett, somebody that nobody had ever heard of, goes out there and wins in a hoodie. I remember that like it was last year, but that was back in 2002. 2003, Chris Carr. 2004, J.R. Schnabel. Here comes Jake Johnson. He picks up his first Daytona win in 2005. Brian Smith wins one in 06. Kevin Varnes wins one in 06. In 06, they started running two races at Daytona, just like they used to do two races down in at the Astrodome. You know, one was a short track, one was a TT. Well, in 2006, they started running two short tracks. In 07, Jake Johnson wins again with Mikey Rush picking up his first career win. In 08, a repeat, Jake Johnson and Mikey Rush, just like in 07. 09, Henry Wiles takes a win, and Joe Kopp wins in 2009. Here comes Sammy Halbert getting his first Daytona win in 2010. Jake Johnson wins also in 2010. 2011, both of them that year were Sammy Halbert. 2012, Johnny Lewis gets his first and only win so far in the Premier Class. And also in 2012, Matt Weidman gets a win. 2013, Mikey, Rich, Mikey Rush wins another one. 2013, also Brandon Robinson wins his first Daytona short track. 2014, Briar Bauman gets his first career win. I'm not mistaken. Kenny Coolbeth wins in 2014 as well. In 2015, it was Stevie Bonzi and Kenny Coolbeth. In 2016, Slamming Sammy Halbert wins the first night, and Jake Johnson wins the second night. In 2017, the, the series moved into the inside of Daytona International Speedway for the TT. Jared Meese won in 2017. He also came back and won in 2018. And in 2019, Briar Bauman won the TT inside Daytona International Speedway. In 2020, we move back outside to the short track. Brandon Robinson wins two times in 2020. In 2021 and 2022, we raced in Volusia, so there's no Daytona short track. And last year, 2023, Dallas Daniels wins both nights. His first 
two career wins on a short track were at Daytona in 2023. So looking at the overall stats, Jake Johnson has won in Daytona five times. Sammy Halbert's won four times. Chris Carr, Brandon Robinson, Mikey Rush, and Will Davis has won three times. Kenny Coolbeth, Terry Poovey, Dan Ingram, and Dallas Daniels have won two short tracks. Jared Meese has won twice in Daytona, but they're TTs. And Briar Bauman has won once there, a TT and a short track. And that was the stat of the week. Earlier this week, we did see the official announcement about Cameron Smith riding the Ryan Barnes Racing 68 bike, and he'll be on the KTMs doing it for Schaefer's Motorsports. So that was officially announced. I think I talked about it a little bit last week or maybe even the week before, but that's all I got. It's short and sweet. You can tell I'm getting excited. It's almost Daytona time. I can't wait to get down there. I can't wait to ride my Harley down there. I can't wait to go see what else is going on on Main Street. Uh, check out all the vendors on Vendor Row. Go over to the road race and see what those guys are doing. You know, maybe even catch a little bit at the Daytona, you know, the, the Supercross going on down there too while we're down there. So there's a lot going on in Daytona. It's more than just flat track. I know it is. That's what I talk about, though. It's what I love. It's my passion is flat track. So I just really want to say thank you to all my listeners. Thank you to Jim and Pat for the paperwork. I got some more coming my way this week. Uh, thanks to the patrons who support the podcast. Really thank you guys so much. Thanks to Tim at Pro Plates, and thanks to Access Media. And once again, thank you to all the listeners. It means so much to me. I keep this podcast going because of the fans, because of you guys. So I uh, really appreciate all the listeners. Smash that like button. Tell your friends about the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Off the Groove.